Sure. All right, guys. So we're Dave and Ann. Obviously, Ron and Jean are not here. So um, they had some business out of town this weekend, so they asked us to kind of fill in. So their series on the will of God is continuing, but it'll continue next week. So before we get started, let's, uh, let's open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for everybody here. I pray that you'd be with Ron and Jean as they're traveling. And um, Lord, I pray that you would help us to relay the information, Lord, that you have given to us to share. Lord, this is your class, and we are your people, and we love you, and we pray that you would speak through us and help everybody to uh, be able to engage and uh, to enjoy and learn something today. Bless this time, Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey guys. Okay, so um, like I said, we're just filling in for Ron and Jean. So we're going to do just kind of a one time, hopefully, what will be can get done in one week. <coughs> Bear with me, my voice is pretty jacked up. So we're hopefully, we're going to talk about something that I think everybody can relate about. And. Um, Something that as we head into the holiday season, some of us, mainly me, um, tend to do a lot of. Um, so that's right. We're going to talk about complaining. Nobody likes a whiner. Did you know who the first person, the first complainer was? Anybody know who the first complainer was? Adam. Exactly right. Genesis 3.12 This woman you gave me to be here with me, she gave to me and I ate. So marriage and complaining is nothing new. Neither is passing the buck, which is what he was trying to do. What's that? You write that on purpose. No. That's pretty good. So have you ever tried to share a complaint with your spouse or your significant other? And all of a sudden... You find yourself getting really heated, maybe even contemptuous or angry. But what you really wanted to share to your spouse was important because you wanted her to understand where you're coming from. But in the end, all that ends up happening is your spouse gets hurt and offended by the way you've been talking. Your complaint or whatever it was you wanted to discuss was totally blown off and forgotten about. And now you're the bad guy because you're the one that just went on this big rant. Um, and now maybe you do have something to really complain about. So what we want to talk about today is how you can share a complaint with your spouse in a way that your spouse can receive it. Because let's face it, we all have complaints, right? Never. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we all have complaints. We all have things that drive us crazy. We all have pet peeves, those kinds of things. But what we're trying to talk about here may be things that are bigger than that, bigger than pet peeves. So um, <clears throat> first suggestion is to pick your complaint. You've probably heard this saying in another way, the idea of pick your battle. In other words, <clears throat> make sure it's something worth complaining over. Um, we all know what it's like to be around people that do nothing but complain. It's not very fun. Um, 
we want to talk about things that are bigger than how you squeeze the tube of toothpaste, how you load the dishwasher, whether it's the right way or the wrong way. We want to talk about things that matter. The Greek word that translates complainer literally means one who is discontented with his lot in life. Or a grumbler, sometimes. So that's bigger. So if you're discontented with your lot in life, that's bigger than can you squeeze from the end of the tube instead of the middle of the tube, or can you put the tube, the cap on the toothpaste? That's something bigger. That's not you lift your shoes in the hallway. That's picking your battle, making sure it's something worth worth fighting over, maybe. I, that's not quite the right phrase I'm thinking of, but Webster defines complaining as to make a formal accusation or charge. I found that kind of interesting because I think it gives a big hint as to why this process or this action of complaining usually goes awry. We're making an accusation or we're making a charge. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't take it very well when she when she accuses me of things. And so far, she doesn't take it very well when I accuse her of things either. Um, uh, or when a charge is levied against us. Because this applies to more than just our spouse. This applies to coworkers or people we deal with on a relational level. Could be a best friend. Could be a parent. Um, so the point is, share what really matters rather than things that just irritate you. And remember that choices in marriage or any relationship need to be made by both of you, not just based on what you want, like, or need. In other words, your spouse gets to do the same. So if you're sharing something you're having a hard time with, they also get to do the same back to you. So you can't just expect that they're going to take whatever it is you're whining about if you can't take it from them, right? Because it's yeah. good for one, good for the other. Yeah. But it could be whatever age range, right? Um, that is able to articulate yeah. um, that they get to also say something back to me. I think so, if it's done in the right way. And I think that's some of what we're going to be talking about is that. And I'm not sure where this happens, you know, as kids kids grow up. Um, because I, I remember it happening when even with mine, but I don't remember what age they were at. But at some point, they get to a point where they have an opinion. <laughs> but not just an opinion. They have they they can then defend that opinion. Oh, defend, okay. Which is key because you know from very early on they have an opinion. No, you know that's always their first word. Um, you know, but at some point they get to a point where they can defend opinion and say, well. I want to do this because of this, that, or the other thing, or I don't agree with what you're saying, 
because of this, that, or the other thing. Um, and I would say if it's handled correctly, yeah, maybe there is a there is room for that. And as an adult with adult children, I would definitely say that's the case. Um, I think that's the part that from my transitioning to adulthood with my parents, that's the part I had a hard time with. And them too, the other way around, was getting to the getting to the point where they realized, oh, he has a different opinion than me. He's doing it differently than I am. That's not necessarily wrong, right? Well, and being it's done in different. respect. Because um, I know there's been times that I've had confrontations with my mom over, you know, she said something or the complaining, and the, I used to fire back at her, and that's not respectful. Um, and actually, through this class, I've learned tools to allow me to, you know, when she starts to say something, to go to her in a respectful way and disagree and not be combative. Because that's what happens with complaining. You know, if somebody's complaining, you get defensive, <clears throat> you're going to complain back. Well, and if someone's making an accusation, that's how Webster defines complaint. I mean, maybe that's a legal sense of the word, but someone's accusing you or filing or leveling, leveling a charge against you, our natural instincts to defend ourselves. You know, my back gets strong and no way. Um, but I don't know that that's the right way to do that. So, um, the next tip would be to don't try to avoid sharing your complaints in an effort to avoid an argument. Who's familiar with this? <laughs> I used to keep quiet about things. Why pick a battle? I can put up with a lot of things if I put my mind to it. But I realized that I was not showing up for the relationship when I kept silent about my complaints and needs in an effort to duck and avoid conflict. Instead, I was shutting down and my spouse could sense it. So, how many of us avoid conflict? Yeah, me too. That's a plague. Um, it's not fun. Me Although, not so much. <laughs> yeah. She used to chase me around the house wanting an answer because I didn't want to answer and I knew it wasn't going to go well if I answered. <laughs> what was coming to mind was not helpful things. Um, but what happens when we don't bring up the, the subjects that need to be discussed? They come out one way or another. <laughs> yeah. They don't go away? Yeah. No. no? It explodes, yeah. Wait, Dang it. what? <laughs> <laughs> or a bomb instead of a grenade. <laughs> or you disappear from the relationship. Right? Yeah. You, exit, you check out. You exit stage left, and yeah. you don't even know why you left. No yeah. Clue. No clue. Yeah. It becomes an unresolved issue, and then when the next innocent discussion or something comes up, and all of a sudden, and you went to the store and spent fifty dollars last week, like where did that come from? You know, and it was something that you held in yeah. before. So you yeah. know, I think that happens a lot is that you have one discussion about an issue, and then all of a sudden, like. Why are we now talking about the kids? Yeah. How do we end up? Anybody have a discussion where you start this kind of innocent discussion and then pretty soon you're like, how do we end up where we're at now? Now we're screaming and yelling at each other. Uh, right. Joe. 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 
I'm saying one of the one of the things that can happen is if it goes on too long, you can find ways to start self-medicating <laughs> <laughs> the pain that's happening. Uh, yeah, I played a lot of golf with a lot of guys who were on the golf course, not because they liked golf. playing golf. to deal with the life. So, a form of self-medication. Yeah, exactly. My my routine was to hole up in the garage, wrench it on the car, because the car didn't talk back. It didn't always do what I wanted it to do, but it didn't talk back. <laughs> So then did you complain to the car? Oh, yeah, very, very, very audibly many times. <laughs> Not one of my better moments. But what about this? Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Or do all things without complaining and disputing. Philippians 2, 14. So is that telling us to just suck it up? Bury it? Um, oftentimes we feel disconnected when our mate it from our mate when we are stuffing our feelings, our hurts, and our complaints. We've talked a lot in this class about the emotional cup. Our cup can only hold so much, and like you mentioned, when it overflows, typically it's not just a a bubbling overflowing that's peaceful and calm. It's an explosion. It's a violent situation. Um, preventing this overflowing and preventing our cup from getting there is key. <coughs> Complaint, learning how to complain effectively is key to preventing your cup from overflowing. One of the things that um, we used to use... I'm um, one of the things that we learned from Joe and Leona and Ron and Jean was the idea of the marriage staff meeting. Have all of you heard what the marriage staff meeting is? No? Okay. So the marriage staff meeting is, an, is, a, is a set appointment between you and your spouse um, to talk about issues that are going on. Sometimes it can be as innocent as coordinating a schedule, putting your calendars together and figuring out, okay, all the kids got to be in all these places and we've got to work still somewhere, so how do we do all of those things? Um, it's a time to listen to each other. It's a time to discuss family goals, plans, and issues. When you have a marriage staff meeting, it's best if you make an agenda so that it's a set period of time. For us, we used to do our marriage staff meetings at Nations. We'd have dinner, put the kids in bed. We'd go down to Nations at 9 or, 9 or 10 o'clock at night, have a piece of pie, and spend an hour and a half, two hours talking about what was going on. It's a public place. A little less likely to make a scene. <laughs> if we're being honest here. Yeah. Never. Never. Nation's pie, typically I eat, so yeah. in my face one way or the other. Um, but if, you're, if, if your home life is about, you know, what's going wrong all the time, there's a lot of complaining, what kind of atmosphere is there in the home? Not one that's probably real conducive for talking calmly. 
And we were there. Can't believe it's been almost 10 years ago now. But we were there at that point where being at home was not the place for us to discuss anything because it was a free for all. You know, I mean, it, we yeah. tempers could flare. No one to really worry about seeing it. When we went to Nations, we all didn't know who might there, see us. <laughs> all of a sudden, there was an image to keep up. But that little bit of pressure enabled us to talk calmly about sometimes very difficult things. You know, when you do this, that, or the other thing, it really hurts me. Oh, I didn't know that. That's totally different than, why the heck's wrong with you? As, she, as something's getting flung at you. I, I've never thrown She's never thrown anything. <laughs> um, neither have I, actually, so yeah. that's an important point to make. Um, the marriage staff meeting gives you that opportunity to have those sometimes tough discussions. Um, and as you go down the road, there are many times now where we'll still be going a bunch of different directions and it'll be like, okay, hold on, time out. We need to, we need to sit down and have a discussion and we need to talk. Okay, well, we can't do it tonight, <laughs> Tiling in the bathroom, um, or whatever, or whatever's going on. Okay, let's do it tomorrow night. We have nothing going on. We're going to set an appointment. And tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, we're going to dinner, just two of us. And we'll talk about all the things that are going on that are driving us crazy. Um, and it really makes a big difference. Maybe you don't have to do them every week like we did for a while. But there's, it's always a resource that you can come back to. Um, the other thing that we found uh, or that was shown to us uh, I think Ron and Jean showed us this one, was the idea of the couple's prayer. When you're in this spot where you're shutting down and you're disconnected and you're holding stuff in, it's really, really difficult to feel close to the person that you're supposed to be in a relationship with. Now, maybe you can't do a couple's prayer with your coworker, but you can certainly do that with your spouse. Hopefully you can do that with your best friend. Um, uh, Leona is out making photocopies of how to do the couple's prayer. And if we have time afterwards, we'll, we'll demonstrate it. Um, but that's something that forces us to think about what's best between us. And sometimes you need a reminders of that stuff. Um, the, next, the next tent would be, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, would be to keep your complaint specific about an action rather than an attack or a put down or to demean somebody. If you have a complaint, many times it's founded on real stuff. But when it gets vomited out, it doesn't come out that way. It comes out as you always do this or, you know, um, what was it Gene used to say? Never use the always and never phrases because let's be honest. None of us are always or never anything 100% of the time. Yeah, we may be mean occasionally. We may be hurtful occasionally. But we're not 100% that way. Um, so keep it specific. Keep it short. It's not a book. It's just a statement. Be concise. Yeah. Something that's hard for me, don't ramble. I tend to talk. Pretty soon I'm rambling on something I didn't even know I was talking about. 
Yeah, big down the hole. Exactly. Um, here's the other another thing that we learned. That was to give each other the benefit of the doubt. How many of us do that with our best friends or our spouse? We needed to rem we need to remind ourselves that the other person is basically a good intentioned person. They don't wake up in the morning and go, all right, how can I stab so-and-so in the back? If they do, we've got a whole other discussion to have. But if they don't do that, they're not looking to hurt you. That doesn't mean they won't, but they're not. She's not wake. She, her goal in life isn't her to make my life miserable. I may be miserable, but it's not necessarily her fault, and it's not what she's intending to do. Uh, we needed to we needed to actually make that decision for ourselves that the person next to us was not out to get us. That was not why they were there. So now all of a sudden, when they make that statement, hey, you know when you do this, it really hurts me. It doesn't come across as just one more nail in your coffin, so to speak. Right? Yeah, most times. Still human. <laughs> yeah, we are. Another thing you can do is you can wrap your complaint in a compliment. The goal of a marriage staff meeting is to be positive. It's to put things together. Is that? Okay. Wrapping it in a Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one. Um, All right. Okay. So an example would be, um, I love and appreciate the things that you do for me. One of the things that bothers me to a low extent is when you ask me to do something in the middle of watching a 49 Oh. <laughs> you had to go there. <laughs> you want me to make it real? Right? That's yeah, right. make it real. That's good. It's trust me, it took a long time to get to that. Yeah. But um, again, from that that standpoint, it's it's showing the complaints, like you're saying, or mm -hmm. giving an example of it. Yeah. But the reality is. Uh, again, of letting that person know that you do love and appreciate them. Yeah. Uh -huh. right? it is. That, that this is just, again, as you said, keeping it specific uh -huh. to where the opposite would be. Why do you always ask me to do something in the middle of a 49er game? Yeah. Well, you never let me watch this thing. You always got to Yeah. I got an example for you. When you don't put a cover on the food in the refrigerator, Food is exposed to air, and it gets crusty, and then I can't use it to take care of the family. I know you're not trying to do this to irritate me. I appreciate you helping me clean up the kitchen after dinner. I appreciate your help putting things away. But when you do that, could you please do this too? You're thanking them for what they're doing, but you're making it a very real and something that they can, that they can grasp onto. Um, it's being intentional with how you address it. Instead of, look, you just ruined the food again. 
Yeah. Thanks. It's just like you to always do it like that, Robert. I, I've got a real good one. And there's not a man in here that knows how to drive a car. <laughs> yeah. My wife told me this morning coming in, she says, why is it when we've got some place we've got to be using the speed limit? And when we don't... A hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Because getting pulled over for the ticket would be longer than... <laughs> not. We really gonna be late. Yeah. yeah, now we're really late. <laughs> yep. Where is it? Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff like that that we do that if we spend some time thinking about it. Again, this is a good intentioned person. She's not trying to make my life miserable. I'm not trying to make her life miserable. From the person receiving the complaint, it helps me to know what she wants because let's face it sometimes I just don't know you know what are you looking for and if she's upset and she can't tell me then nothing gets solved but if we do this rational and we think about it and we do and we talk make these discussions intentional she can come to me and say you know when you do this this is what I really need oh I would have never thought of that you know one of the things in I'm speaking on uh, is where I make it hard for me is that I I tend to want to take a person, uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah. and I'm still learning that that it it'll turn it, it it's easy I think it makes Renee feel that I'm turning it right. Yeah. So she coming with something and use the word complaint. And it could be it doesn't have to be a complaint, me yeah, anything. It could be, you know, I need you to pick up the kids after work tonight. Yeah. And what I'm learning not to do is take it personal. Because when I take it personal, I'm not. I'm feeling an attack. I'm making it like more of an attack. Instead of her could be just well, and being, like you said, being able to catch that. There are many days where, unfortunately, she comes home from a bad day at work and she just needs to dump it all, kind of thing. And you're right, sometimes I do that. I'm like, what the? I didn't walk into this, you know? But that pause that you're talking about of saying, okay, she's not rambling she's rambling at me not about me there's a very big difference there and not taking it personally is part of that I think the marriage staff meeting and doing it on something intentional like that helps with that because you're making a set point of saying okay we're gonna go talk about some stuff we're both in kind of a good mental place right now we're gonna talk about some stuff that's kind of difficult Right, Joe. I think, excuse me. I think one of the things that helps with communication, and we do get that point, is to be able to say, right, I've got some stuff that's mm -hmm. not about you. Yeah. Right. I've got some stuff and some feelings and some frustrations that I need to get out, and I really need for you to be able to be with me in this experience. Yeah. Right. And that helps the person set the set the stage where 
I'm not trying to figure out, okay, is this about me? Is this about you? Is this about, what is this about? Yeah. Right. But it's that, it's that communication that each other, that grace that each other gives to, to say, you know, I need to get this off my chest. But before I do, I need you to know that this is not about you. This is about stuff that I'm going through. Yeah. Which is something we had to readdress because, you know, as you go through different phases of life, seasons of life, things change. Then it's like, oh, wait, I didn't tell, like what you're saying, I didn't tell him that I just needed, I don't need him to fix it even. I just need to let him know, hey, I'm really frustrated with this and, you know, we need to talk about it. Or I just need to unload it. Yeah. Just let me, not spew, because that's kind of the wrong word, but let me unload it in your presence. That shows that you, so if that's me, then that shows that I have to do some work and think about what I'm going to say and think, oh, well, maybe I should tell him that this isn't about, you know what I'm saying? It, mm -hmm. it means that I don't just come home and blah, 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 blah. I have yep. to like yep. stop and think <clears throat> before, in order to do what he said, I have to, you know what I mean? So in other words, if you're the person making the complaint or wanting to do that, you now have a responsibility to that other person to clue them in sometimes. Sometimes it's more than that. Sometimes it's, hey, we need to, have, we need to sit down and have a discussion. Other times it's like what Johnny's saying, I just need something to, I just need to unload this. I need you to listen to me. It's not about you. It's just about my day. Okay, we can do that kind of a thing. But that means that as the person making the complaint, if you will, you now have some work to do, not just the person receiving it. Elaine? I think we're going to need a lot in having a really great accountability partner, someone that doesn't side with me all the time, most of the time, probably <laughs> my husband just to try to get me to see it from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. But um, to be able to, if I have a complaint, to go to her and say, okay, this is what um, this bothered me, you know, and then I can share it with her, and then she can help me see it from a perspective, like, okay, you're complaining about where he's putting a spatula, but he goes to work every day, he comes home, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, you don't ever cook. Well, I don't, but <laughs> you know, and you're complaining about the spatulas or whatever it is, you know, and it just helps me, like, you know what? It's not worth the fight yeah. over, you know? It goes back to choosing your battles. And a lot of times, I wanted to fight about a lot of stuff that just wasn't even worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. So to be able to benefit to someone else first to get the frustrations out, because maybe it had nothing to do with my husband. I was just mad about something that happened at work today, and now I'm bringing up something old habit, you know, to have something to fuss about. So a good accountability partner may be able to pull that out. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a great idea. Having that is, you talked about perspective. You, you alluded to that. She was able to bring you a different perspective of what you're complaining about. And it's interesting when we look and we pull back a little bit and look at the world and our life and, and the things that we struggle with, and then you look outside of your little world at what the rest of the world is struggling with, all of a sudden things change. 
And before, I would like to sarcasm, like mm -hmm. Joe kind of talked about the Niners. My husband used to work all the time, and I would say something like, when he comes home early to watch the Rangers, I'm like, oh, that's nice you're able to get off, get home yeah. and watch the Rangers, you know? Yeah, or a car show. <laughs> or a car show, yeah. Yeah, I can't get today off, sorry. Oh, but I'm going to a car show. I'm taking today off. <laughs> Years ago, I worked for General Motors handling customer complaints. And they did always give us classes on handling complaints. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that, that stuck in my mind at work is that when you've got someone that's irate, they're just really mad. And it may have a valid point, it may not be a valid point, but the worst thing that you can do is say anything. Sometimes, Let yeah. that person get said what needs to be said. Yeah. Otherwise, anything you say is going to be fueled with the fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Be quiet and listen. Yeah. And take it in. And then you say, and is there anything else? <laughs> and is there anything else? And the, make sure they get the everything out. <laughs> at the end of that, what you find that do say is what can we do together to resolve the problem? Yeah. 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 Well, and that's not you against them. You're giving them a chance to feel heard. And let's face it, many of us just want our spouse to hear us. Really. That's what I want. I want you to hear what I'm talking about. And then it goes south because we get involved. I was just going to say that in line with, I love what you just shared about um, what can you do you know, yeah. to resolve. Because as much as the person who brings a complaint, um, it's valuable for them to reflect first or to have an accountability partner or whatever it is that they need to do to get it so that they can present it well. We also have that same responsibility when the complaint is about our spouse. And coming to the complaint or coming to address the issue with saying this is about us yeah. implies it's I'm not I'm not here to point a finger against you. I'm here to say this affects us and the we the, the unity that is presented in in laying down before that person even if it's your child this is about us mm -hmm. this is about how we're going to go forward mm -hmm. you know this is about this is about the togetherness mm -hmm. and that that's what's important at the end of us resolving whatever this thing is we still want to be together i mean i really like that what can we do yeah, yeah. it's not what guy can do exactly that's confrontational exactly yeah well, can we do? Can we together? Exactly, and that's an invitation. So you can yeah. invite your 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 journey mate in the beginning, or your your child, or your, your cousin, coworker, yeah. um, and say, "Hey, this is about us." And then, what can we do? Yeah. And that's powerful. Thank you. Very powerful. Philippians four fifteen, speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.29, we are called to build each other up. Proverbs 27.17, iron sharpens iron. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another and build one another, build up one another. That's that what can we do, that's that be positive, that's the, we have this, I have this complaint, now how do we 
fix this? How do we address this? How do we make it better? Can we add something else? Yeah. So now, um, this is where responsibility comes in. Mm -hmm. Now that we've all heard that in this room, we now have a responsibility to give whoever is speaking to us the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> they may not say this is about us. They may not say what. Well, they probably won't do it right. Exactly. Right. And, and it takes practice to get there, but we now have a responsibility, having heard that, myself included, or myself even especially, to add grace when I'm hearing a complaint. And to, to, to say to myself, okay, I need to remember that this is about us. I need to remember that whatever I'm hearing from that person is about us. It's not about me, you know, as Johnny was sharing about very vulnerably so that I tend to get, tend to take it personally. It, it's not about me taking it personally because I, I, I'm guilty of that too. So hint number four, give information, explain the situation, Give reasons as to why this bothers you. Give reasons why it should be done differently. Why it's important to you. Rather than attacking your spouse's character. To reiterate what Leona just said, the goal needs to be the unity of the relationship. It should be all about the relationship and the other person. It's not all about me. That took me a while to figure out. But being kind of in that same in that same vein, share your feelings about the situation. Maybe you're disappointed, frustrated, feeling hurt, feeling uncared for, not a part of the team, left out. Let your spouse know how that action or that behavior makes you feel. You're not putting the food in the, in the fridge correctly and that, makes, and that ends up wasting all that food and that makes it feel it makes me feel like you don't value all the hard work I do preparing meals for our family because now it's all garbage. I have to throw it all away the next day because it doesn't it doesn't keep. That was huge. Her she needed to feel valued in our relationship. And there were things that I was doing that made her not feel valued. Unintentional. Yes. Many of them. <clears throat> But they were still making her feel unvalued. And when she shared that with me, all of a sudden it was kind of like a light bulb. Oh, well, I'm not trying to make you feel unvalued. Oh my gosh, how do I fix that? How do we, how how do we fix this? Because we both need to feel important. We both need to feel that the other person values us. Um, here's the hard part. You then have to be willing to listen to your spouse's perspective. So you've made your complaint, you've made your case, you've pre presented the facts, has been non-emotional, you've done your part. Now you have to sit and listen to what the other person has to say back to you. Sometimes you get, oh, really? Well, and then they unload on you. That makes it even harder. Some of that's the benefit of that marriage staff meeting. By having that specific time set aside, you're both in the right frame of mind to hear that and then to respond to that in a proper way. Don't interpret, don't interpret their response as defensiveness. 
you have to let your spouse have his or her view. The more your spouse feels heard by you, the more willing they will be to hear from you. We all hear the gonging symbol analogy. Pretty soon you don't even hear it. Back when I was selling houses, I used to marvel at people that would live next to the railroad tracks. How does that train not drive you crazy? They don't even hear it. After two weeks of living there, the train was not even something they heard anymore. And yet, when I was in the house, it was all I heard. When you're all done with this conversation, you need to sit down and review different solutions. You need to be open to hearing your spouse's ideas about how to fix it. You have to be flexible. You have to be teachable. You have to be willing to work with your spouse. If you want the relationship to work, back to what Robert shared, what can we do to fix this? Because many times it's not what I can do to fix this. What I can do to fix this is God is where we're at. Right? <laughs> or what she did got us where we're at. But it was done without the other person. So, so just to jump in, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, when you say we, uh, sometimes we go through discussions and there's certain things that I might need to uh, understand better or or be articulated to me different so I can get to the we. Mm-hmm. So, because there's certain times when Renee, we could be going through something and I might have what I think, but until she says sometimes, this is what I need, Donnie, for me to get there, then, you know, it's different for me. Mm-hmm. So, I understand that we have to get to the we, and, and we, but sometimes when it comes out, it's almost like, you know, uh, I need it, explain it a little bit more, mm-hmm. or come from, you know, a, a different perspective yeah. uh-huh. from what you just did. Part of that is... The act of listening. Wow. Well, I was gonna say no. I was thinking the exact same thing, and that's part of that. That's part of that back and forth. That's part of the asking questions. Oh well, so you're saying if I put the food in the refrigerator and I don't put a lid on it or I don't wrap it up, that it's then bad the next day? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I don't understand why that's true. Well, there's going to be some more discussion on that. And there are, st- I, there are still things where we go back and forth and we're like, you know, so what you're saying, is it this? Nope. All right. Is it this? Nope. Well, then I don't understand. Help me understand what it is that you're talking about. Well, I don't really know what it is. I, I just know that this is how I feel. That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. That, Sometimes that it's a... Take, I think in certain circumstances a situation that has to take place because yeah. a lot of times it's I mean I, I can say something and I think Joe was just saying it as well I can say something that that I feel is affecting 
our our communication, right? Yep. And I'm just saying it, but she's not getting it, yep. or I'm not getting it until it comes from, well, this is how I view it, or this yep. is what I would need to understand it more. Yeah. Because we, I mean, it's one thing for us to just say, okay, we need to get, we need to get, but I mean, if, if I'm looking at it from a different lens, I need to be able to say sometimes that. that we come. Sometimes that we has been, all right, I still don't get what you're talking about. Yeah. And all right, but I'll do what you're asking. But I don't get it. And that's okay. And sometimes that she'll come back to me and go, yeah, you know, I know I asked you to do that. But don't do that ever again. <laughs> so it didn't work. It didn't do what she thought it would. It didn't provide for her what she thought it would provide. So then we're back to that discussion. Okay, what does it look like? Back and forth, Joe. But I, I, I think though the the onus is on the person that does not have the understanding to ask the person that is speaking for clarifying questions. Yeah. So in other words, if Leona is asking me to do something that I don't understand, right? The onus actually is on me to ask to ask some clarifying questions mm -hmm. so that I can understand. There's a saying that I learned a long time, just like 25 years, 30 years ago, but it says, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Mm -hmm. Right? So in that, if Leona is speaking to me and she's saying some stuff that I'm not hearing or I'm not getting her feelings or I'm not getting what's going on behind it, right? I have to be, I have to take the onus to say, you know what? I'm not really getting the sense of where you're trying to go with this. So help me understand. Because then that goes back to that unity piece, right? I'm now in a place where I'm really trying to understand what you're saying, but I'm not getting that. Yeah. So as you said, help me understand. You know, let me let me ask some clarifying questions with that. How is it? What is it that you're really feeling? What's going on behind the emotion? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that also helps draw the other person in, as them knowing, you know what, I have a responsibility because me as a speaker has a responsibility. Not just to blur out whatever is going on inside me, yep. but I now have the responsibility to begin to say, okay, I need this person to understand. And this person wants to understand by what they've asked me. Mm -hmm. right? So now how can I how can I give that these examples? How can I express myself in a way to this person so that they understand? And that in itself can be a long communication because really the two of you can't have a meaningful conversation until I know that you understand where I'm coming from. You see what I'm saying? Because we can't deal with an issue if, if, if Leona's saying something to me that she's trying to convey, but I don't understand. Uh -huh. There's no way that we're ever going to get to some really meaningful communication if she doesn't communicate to me effectively. What's, so I can say, oh, I understand now what it is you're saying, yeah. right? She understands now that I understand, right? And then we can move, then we can go from there. Yeah. Because now we have an understanding. We're, we're kind of on the same page. Now we may not agree, yeah. 
Yeah. Right? It's not about agreement. It's not no. about it. It's, agreement was not okay. part of the equation. Under, it's only at that particular point, it's only about understanding. Yeah. Both sides. And you might not be agreeing. So I have to lay some stuff down. I have to go, oh, it's not about me. It's about we at the end of the day. And it doesn't discount what you each individually are feeling or thinking or even how we are made or what brought us together. It's yep. not, it does not in any way mean to disavow that. But but when I when I have an issue and I need to bring it to Joe, I, I have the responsibility to try to articulate it in a way that he can get it. And if I'm struggling, then are we mature enough to say, okay, like you guys just modeled, let's keep talking about it uh-huh. until we get to deeper understanding and uh-huh. or do, are, can I stop myself enough to go, okay, how can I, okay, so, 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 you know what, this is how frustrated that makes me. You know how, like, when we're watching football and the ref makes a stupid call, I need to enter into his world to articulate in a way that I can help him understand the frustration I'm, I'm experiencing. Because I know if I bring that up as a reference, for example, because I'm dealing with an area of frustration, and he's like, I don't, I don't get what you're feeling, and I can use an example of something that is in his world, it brings him a lot closer. It may not be exactly right on the yeah. button, but it's going to bring him a lot closer yeah. to what it is I'm trying to bring to the table. And so when I say that, how do you feel when a ref makes a stupid call? I mean, you remember two, three years ago when we lost the Super Bowl? Okay, so <laughs> because of a Boy, do I. Call, yeah. right? It's it's really then connecting with each other and be asking, do I want to just really live in the emotion and the pain of what I'm struggling with, or am I willing to articulate it in a way that maybe this person I'm talking to can begin to connect. And, and if we're praying to the Holy Spirit at the same time while we're talking, he'll give us ideas. Mm-hmm. Sure will. But you're both valuable in the conversation. This is Absolutely. not about anyone being more valuable than the other. Elaine? still valuable in the Elaine? Yes. Yes. I want to also say that sometimes in our problem with the message or the messenger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the delivery of that messenger. You know, Leona can tell me, like that church, that's what good I mean. It may be true, but I don't want to hear it from my husband. Uh-huh. It's in that, but yeah. the message is still true. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. I just wanted to say, I really, like what you said, you might have to stop. And as you're even having a conversation, right? Um, uh, I'm dealing with someone that's high level. Almost walked out of the room and was just like really scared. 
Explain who Jeffrey came from. Because they're really serious issues that must be addressed and cannot be. And it's not like a technicality above that. And I just had to like let them talk, kind of tune it out, not to not be active listening, but to release them from being active. And engaged in playing right now. And I said, Father, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you've got to be content. And then I started talking to this person. And for whatever reason, we tried. And it didn't come to me. It's not an idea or a technique I have ever before. kind of before we kind of wrap this up so you've had your discussion now you, now it's in the future that same person does the same thing all over again how do you react to it do you rant and rail and we just had this discussion blah 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 no typically that's not very helpful the trick is the suggestion is to use a single word or a very short sentence reminder Pick on the food again. I know you know this, but plastic wrap over a plate would be a big help. Oh, okay. Duh. Sorry. Don't beat him I should have known that. Um, it's not something to continue to beat on. It may be a habit that's very difficult to change. Something that they're used to doing. It's the way they were done it their whole life. Now they have to change it. Um, there's no... There's no easy way to have these conversations, and I think we've, what we've discussed is the importance of it is that the Holy Spirit has to be involved. We all have that in our lives, and if we use that, and we use some of these tips, complaining won't be complaining. Instead, it'll be a constructive situation where we can learn more about each other. Um, We've passed out the couple's prayer. It's past time, but... Um, I know for us, the couple's prayer, the instructions are here, but for the couple's prayer, it's kind of hard to stay angry at somebody that you're thanking God for. Yeah. And this couple's prayer is done with holding hands and looking at each other. Yeah, you don't and, close your eyes. And doing that with each other. And I know for us, it allowed those discussions... It put my view of David in a different perspective. So when I went to those discussions, I was like, this is somebody I need to have a discussion with that I just got done thanking God for. <laughs> really hard it, to be mad at that person. It changes your perspective of your spouse. Um, it's not supposed to be a long thing. The idea of it is six short minutes. Yeah. Three minutes per, per person. Just back and forth real quick. But you'd be amazed how hard it is to sit there on a couch staring <laughs> at the other person praying and thanking God for that person 
and how all of a sudden your perspective on whatever that annoying habit is or whatever's driving you crazy, it changes. And all of a sudden there's a closeness here that wasn't there before that conversation. Um, for us, it was it was life changing. So, um, you know, the other thing too is very important to do when you're doing it is make sure you're making eye contact. Yes, you have to look the other person in the eye. Very much so. Yeah. You know, I just was going to say for those of us who are in class that are dealing with maybe just our, our children, we can modify this and do it with our children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the same prayer with our children. You know, as the parent, you lead off. Thank God for your child. You know, ask for forgiveness for yourself. Um, bless your child, and you know, praise and, and thanks giving to your child for your relationship. And then teach your child to do the same. Thank God for you. You know, ask for forgiveness. And the Holy Spirit is really powerful. He knows how to to touch hearts to yes, say what needs to be said. Yeah. So as 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 you brought out so awesomely, Teddy, by your example. Yeah. Yeah. We have an advocate. That we do. All right. Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord, for this group of people who have made the commitment, Lord, to learn how to do relationships and life better. I pray, Lord, that you would work in each of our lives and uh, go before us this coming week, Lord. We love you. We thank you for this time and the things we've learned. In your name we pray. Amen.